Welcome, everybody, to the True Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jalen Mann, and the True Tech Podcast is a place, a podcast where you get all of your tech news. All right, before we get into any of our stories for today, let's talk about the sponsor of the show. All right, today's sponsor is you. You can help support the show at merch.streamelements.com uh, is where you can purchase the merch and help support the show while you being able to get True Talk merch. Sounds like a good deal. So go check it out, merch.streamelements.com slash All right, let's get into the show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Today is a Saturday, if you're listening to this, uh, just when it came out, but um, there are a few stories um, compared to a few weeks ago because of some new releases and new product launches uh, from various companies. So the first story I want to talk about is actually Xiaomi's new Redmi Note 10 Pro, which is a I would consider a, a flagship killer or just a really good value phone. It has so many of the high level specs at a $260 price point, which is really incredible. So this this whole Redmi Note 10 line is basically just the budget line of their phones. Um, so there's a Note 10 Pro which is a main attraction here, with several variants, including the Note 10s, Note 10, and Note 10 5G, adjusting various specs to meet different price points. The Note 10 Pro's standout feature is its 6.67-inch 1080p OLED display with a 120Hz refresh rate. And the Note 10 Pro also has a 108 megapixel primary camera alongside an 8 megapixel ultra wide, a 5 megapixel telemacro, which is basically a telephoto lens combined with a macro, um, and also has a 2 megapixel depth sensor. So, on paper, if you're just looking at all the specs, you probably think this is a really impressive phone and would the the camera setup would be able to reach the uh, new uh, Mi 11 flagship, which is Xiaomi's flagship right now. And though the Note 10 Pro's 1.55 inch 108 megapixel sensor is a little smaller, the whole punch selfie camera, meanwhile, is 16 megapixels. So all these specs are just really impressive. Um, and let's just talk about the processor. It has a Snapdragon 732, not the most powerful or the highest end, but a processor that will last you all day. And I would think that um, it would last, it, w- it would be enough power to power your phone throughout the years and will will probably uh, just handle gaming fine um, as well as other less intensive things. And it also has a 5,020 milliamp hour battery, 33 watt fast charging, a micro SD card slot that uh, sep- that also has two separate uh, SIM card slots, has stereo speakers, a fingerprint sensor in the power button, and a headphone jack. And the biggest omission is wireless charging, but that's not a surprise for a device in this price range. 
Xiaomi wouldn't provide full international pricing details ahead of the launch, but the Indian variant of the Redmi Note 10 Pro is called the Redmi Note 10 Pro Max and starts at uh, around 18,999 rupees, which is converted to $260. And for a model with 6 gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of storage, the non-max Indian Note 10 Pro is identical, but has a 64 megapixel main camera instead and starts at 15,999, uh, which is around $220 for the 6 gigs and 64 gigs, uh, 6 gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of storage. But yes, this this whole f lineup is just really impressive since uh, Xiaomi has brought a lot of value to the table and we're just going to be seeing a lot more competition in this kind of price category or maybe even lower. Uh, the year 2020 brought flagship phones, a lot of flagship phones down to a lower end uh, price point at around $400 or maybe even $350. But this year, I think... It's going to be the year of the $250 smartphones and even the $200 smartphones and how those phones are going to get good. So stay tuned to the True Tech podcast to hear more about um, stories like this about $260 smartphones. All right, for our next story, let's talk about the DJI FPV drone. This drone is pretty interesting in a way that uh, most FPV drones have not been really easy to use for consumers. It's only for the people who are really into the drone industry. And now DJI, the one of the world's biggest drone makers, are going to make the FPV drone. And the new FPV, um, it comes at a price for $1,299, uh, which is bundled with uh, the goggles, a new controller, um, for $1,299. And if that price is too steep and you're still considering this as your starter FPV drone, um, well, it's quite comparable to the rest of the drones on the market, which are often sold with controllers, goggles, or cameras. And DJI believes this drone will be suitable for FPV professionals and also newcomers, like my, like like me, who have been um, sort of flying drones, but not really uh, in the FPV world. But honestly, I don't really have any experience with flying FPV drones. I have flown some drones before, just not FPV, and FPV does sound pretty complicated uh, before this drone came out. But this drone just makes it so much more simpler, um, just because you don't have to worry about the batteries exploding, uh, constantly charging the batteries, building the parts of the drone, replacing the parts, as well as just uh, making sure everything is working alright, because this drone is just really minimal, and uh, DJI basically just got all the specs down and made sure the batteries don't explode, and just things work easier with this drone. Um, so, this design is pretty interesting compared to other FPV drones. FPV drones don't really look like uh, how DJI's FPV drone looks like, but I gotta say, it does look pretty good. Um, and for starters, an FPV drone requires special special goggles for full flight immersion. And 
that's basically first person view and the camera is usually locked in one position and unlike standard camera drones it doesn't aim to stay stabilized and leveled with the horizon and most importantly every fpv pilot will tell you that fpv drones are more fun to fly and they're probably right the drones are more responsive in the air and they move at really fast speeds up to 86 miles per hour and they can be a little bit more challenging to fly as well and for dji uh who is kind of new to the fpv world the company is just betting on simplicity there's no need to know how to build your own drone calibrate motors and even charge the batteries uh without on them exploding the drone establishes connection with the controller and the goggles automatically and you're already ready to fly and the drone is slightly heavier than most fpv drones due to its hefty battery but the battery is one of the biggest selling points for this drone because it enables a 20 minute flight time and if you're used to just using the mavics the phantoms or the parrots this would be considered pretty short but compared to other FPV drones, this is a significant upgrade since some of the other FPV drones only go up to 3 to 5 minutes and this drone is getting 20 minutes. And this is really impressive since um, this has never really been done before in an FPV drone. And this FPV shares the same uh, 2.3 inch sensor as the um, $450 Mavic Mini 2 does, which is mostly a good thing since uh, other FPV drones don't really have the best cameras. And it won't match the capabilities of DJI's more advanced photo and video focused drones, however. But uh, the FPV's cameras performs well in daylight, but starts showing some downsides in dark environments by kind of making... Uh, some of the details really muddy and the fpv drone can film 4k at 60 instead of the 24 on uh, the mini 2 perfect for slowing down footage for those thrilling close calls and if you want it even slower you can also shoot up to 120 120 fps at 1080p and the camera is mounted on a one axis gimbal which basically means that uh it won't stabilize from left to right. It only stabilizes from top to bottom. So it'll just move uh, like that when you're flying. And it also has a 150 degree field of view compared to the 80 de 83 degree view you get in the Mini 2, which is gonna enable you to see more of the landscape or whatever you're filming, which is just really nice. And then you could crop in. Um, but the only problem with this is when you're looking at your footage, you can see that uh, the propellers on the sides of the video, which might not look nice, but then again, you can always crop. So for DJI's first FPV drone, it, and if it ends up being successful, it's safe to assume that we're going to see a more diverse lineup in the future. All right. So the biggest difference between FPVs and DJI's FPV is the image transmission. DJI's FPV drone is relying on digital transmission, which is, which was introduced in the summer of 2019, and most starter FPV drones use analog transmission. 
The downside of analog transmission is that it doesn't allow for long distance flying, but the upside is analog transmission has very low latency, which takes precedence over range. Fortunately, DJI is using its OcuSync technology here, and I I think that it's it has been pretty smooth for most people, especially when flying this drone. And the goggles themselves were first introduced in 2020 for use with custom FPV drones alongside with the DJI Air Unit, a camera for digital transmission. And there is a five-directional joystick on top, a back button, and a record button. And the displays have uh, 810p resolution, and the preview image in the goggles looks pretty crisp and detailed, which is important when you want to avoid branches in your flight path or uh, when you just want to see the, the detail in what you're shooting. Lastly, there is a new controller that is about half the size of the other standard FPV controller. And DJI has also developed an additional 199 motion controller. Um, I'm not sure if this controller is going to work for most people, but it does seem pretty exciting. And uh, it charges via USB-C to USB-A, which is um, a little bit annoying. And as I mentioned, this whole kit will cost you $1,299, and compared to some other options, you can definitely get away with spending a lot less until you feel more comfortable flying FPV. Uh, Emacs makes some of the best Tiny Hawk beginner FPVs, and its kits start at $99, which is a really low price point. But if you're at a level where you already feel comfortable flying, I think this price is comparable to what's out there. So flying the FPV drone, you'll probably notice that uh, it's really smooth and goes up to goes up to 86 miles per hour. And there are three modes, which is a normal mode uh, and also a sport mode as well as a full manual mode. So the normal mode will uh, basically uh, enable the sensors and watch watch out for like uh, obstacles. Um, and also you can't do tricks and kind of flips in the normal mode. Whereas in the sport mode, you can go even faster than the normal mode, as well as uh, be able to um, just be able to do some kind of, uh, not, not, it'll, it'll basically enable you to, uh, it'll disable the sensors. Um, so basically you're kind of free flying by now, um, as well as, you can't do tricks in this mode. Um, and in full manual mode, you have everything you can think of from all tricks to the fastest speeds to no obstacle avoidance, as well as just being able to uh, do s more tricks than you could with the, um, the other modes. But basically, um, this, this is a really good drone for flying, and it's just really exciting when you're uh, flying it with the goggles on. It's pretty immersive. Um, so for the camera, um, the, the image of this cam- the quality of this camera is going to be controversial depending on what you think a drone's camera should be. So I think for daily use, uh, if, if you're just flying in the daytime, it'll be pretty good and pretty crisp. However, uh, 
it's not too good in the dark since it has a pretty small sensor and will just not be able to capture those small details and be able to go at a higher ISO. So if you're looking for a drone with the best, uh, um, with the best image quality, I don't think you should be even looking at uh, FPV drones. You should look at the Mavic line or maybe even the Phantom line. But this camera has good colors as well as uh, really crisp vid video and images on 4K60 um, and all the other resolutions. And this just enables uh, just better video capabilities on any FPV drone. Um, but the only thing here compared to other FPV drones out there, usually you could be able to uh, mounts a external camera to your FPV drone like a GoPro which has amazing video with the DJI FPV you can't do that you can't mount any external cameras on here since this is just one camera and you can only use the camera they have which is I would say a little bit lacking compared to the GoPro or any GoPro if you were to get one but this is basically um, everything you should know about DJI's uh, FPV um, and I think it's going to open up a huge possibility in the FPV world and especially to a lot of drone flyers and also makers so if if you're enjoying the show consider subscribing and leaving a comment down at Apple Podcasts um, about what you think about the show um, and what what other stories you'd like to hear but um, that's basically it for this story and also this episode of the True Tech Podcast. If you enjoyed episode 60, you know what to do. Subscribe, leave a comment down below. Um, and I'll, I'll see you in the next one. Peace.